Welcome to Ace Space, a podcast by, for, and about people on the asexual spectrum. My name is Michaela Kennedy. I am a demisexual, heteromantic girl from Seattle. And I am Alex Abe. I am a gender queer human being from Rhode Island who identifies as asexual. And I'm still working out the kinks in introducing myself in a aesthetically, like sound aesthetics. What's that? Audio pleasing manner. <laughs> um, I think our audios might be a little weird today in this episode because I am recording in my kitchen because I recently moved apartments and I usually record in the closet, which is kind of ironic. And <laughs> basically, I, I'm in an apartment building and I think there might be neighbors who hear me, but I'm not sure. We'll see. I'm the exact same place I always am, but my family is watching Back to the Future the next room over, nice. so <laughs> you can maybe hear them at some points. I'm very sorry. They're loud. I will do my best to edit out all ambient sounds. It's also Thank going you. to snow. I don't know if it's actually snowing because both of the windows in front of me are closed currently, <laughs> um, but it's supposed to snow tonight, and I fucking hate snow. It was 72 degrees here today. Shut the fuck up. Global warming. Oh, I know. Global warming is fucking killing me. (laughs) I live in New England. This shouldn't be happening. It shouldn't be snowing here. Like, at least not yet. Sometimes it it usually snows in, like, February, but this is really early for it. There's a lot of shit happening. Global warming. the world is a bad place. (laughs) Australia. Fucking, like, Texas and Arkansas had tornadoes and then snow. This is, like... A little bit related. Did you see the dildo to, <laughs> to the don't, <laughs> the charity dildo for the Australian wildfires? No, I didn't. It's got like a koala on it and all the proceeds <laughs> go to <laughs> relief efforts. I really liked the girl who was selling nudes for yeah. donations. That was great. I wish I was that confident in my body. You know. Well, I like I have a feeling she probably took like a variety, like ten, like she had them already, and then just sent them so she didn't have to like that's fair. take new photos. That's fair. If I had existing nudes, I would sell them for Australia right now. Anyway, today anyway. on A Space <laughs> we are gonna be talking about and uh, the asexual pride flag in the history of it, as well as the history of the gay pride flag. Um, so we're gonna have a queer history class today. And it's it's actually this is going to be playing to both of our strengths because I know a good amount about history, and Michaela knows everything else. So, <laughs> <laughs> so we're really on a level playing. <laughs> yeah, it was good. Um, so, oh, what was I going to say? That totally took me out. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so. I would like to begin by saying my primary source for all information about the gay pride flag is coming from a picture book I read four years ago. Nice. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. I did actually look up the dates so that I knew I would be right. But okay. There's like a strong color. I know I'm cutting you off. (laughs) No, it's okay. Already. But there's like strong color theory involved with the gay pride flag, right? There is, yeah. So, okay, basically, scene opens, San Francisco, 1970s. Um, Harvey Milk? The Yes, Harvey Milk. So he was the first, was he governor? (laughs) I only know his name. (laughs) He was was an elected official. I think he was governor, 
but I'm going to check. Um, so Harvey Milk, he was a politician. I think he was originally from New York, actually, but he was a, yeah, wait, no. Okay. He wasn't even a governor. He was just the first, <laughs> he was an American politician and the first openly gay elected official in the history of California, where he was elected to the San Francisco Board of Supervisors. That was the highest his career ever rose. <laughs> what does the Board of Supervisors even do? I don't know, but I opened by saying I think he was a governor, and that's not even close to being a governor. <laughs> so below. I'm sorry, Harvey. But anyway, so one of the things he wanted to do was originally there was no gay pride flag, obviously. There was no gay pride as you know, a movement. People didn't really start talking about that until around in the 70s for a lot of, like, not-so-great reasons. Obviously, there was a lot of prejudice against gay and queer people, um, and it was become, like, media attention was a lot of negative stuff, and the AIDS epidemic was, you know, kind of getting started, and obviously queer people were villainized a lot in that. Um, and so it gay people were getting a lot of bad press but then there were people like harvey milk who were openly gay and proud of it and they wanted to create this sort of like rallying symbol and so he was going to host the first gay pride parade to my knowledge in san francisco um and he wanted some sort of symbol that would really like spark something in other gay people in the area so he connected with this artist gilbert baker and back then it wasn't called pride it was called san francisco gay freedom day which i think is tight so, um okay wait so michaela and i just i started recording again michaela and i just lost connection okay. um the way that i realized we had lost connection well i thought maybe you were just listening for a bit because i was talking very quickly but then i fucked up and you didn't say anything and that's how i knew you were there <laughs> I was sending you messages on like every platform, like in this in chat. I, know. I was sending you messages well, the problem on Twitter was- and then I texted you. <laughs> I had <laughs> it was like Alex. I had the um like the picture of the gay pride flag open, so I would read off the colors in order the right way, mm-hmm. <laughs> so I wasn't looking yeah. at other things. Um, anyway, the original version had eight stripes, and it started with pink, red, orange, yellow, green turquoise blue and ended in purple the version we most commonly know today um is the one that's like just red orange yellow blue or yeah damn it i'm looking at it and i've like the yes the rainbow order without the pink and the turquoise um and the reason for that is so the original version with the pink was designed for the 1978 san francisco gay freedom day parade uh they had a huge flag like a physical version of it and the next year, uh, they removed the pink stripe because there was a lack of fabric. <laughs> oh. Because this was the olden days. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you ran out of pink fabric, that was kind of it. You could, like, order what, more. What year is it? Uh, 1979 was the year they changed okay. it. Um, and then the year after that, the turquoise and the dark blue were kind of just morphed into one blue stripe and so that's why it went from having eight stripes to six stripes um i think some people have tried to bring back the version like with the pink and everything because i i don't know i'm sure there's reasons um but the predominant one you will see is just the six stripe rainbow flag um they did originally have 
meanings each color it was supposed to represent diversity like all the colors of the rainbow um but the actual because they had a really good pr team the actual thing that they put out had every color with a meaning so i'm gonna read them uh pink stood for sexuality and they had that right at the top red stood for life orange for healing yellow was the sun green represented nature turquoise was for art indigo was for harmony and violet was for spirit uh, and they had a 20 by 30 foot version of this Gilbert Baker remade in 2000, um, which was installed in San Francisco. And so like you can actually go see that now, but that's just a recreation. It's not the original one. I don't know what happened to the original one. Um, but since then, a lot of like that was just kind of I don't know. That was the first time the rainbow was claimed by gay people. I think it had been projected onto them in sort of like a derogatory manner before that. Um, but this was like a empowering claim. And a lot of other symbols have been used since then, like the triangle or the lambda. Um, and yeah, <laughs> that's what I got. Um, do you know why they chose those words to symbolize the colors? I think it was the 70s as everyone was really into the whole like hippie, free love type of thing. Um, and those we're all you know those are very evocative words for like peaceful things and calming things um and so if i were to you know take a swing at it i'm sure that there have been interviews and stuff about this but my best approximation would just be that like it sounded nice and it was a very worldly kind of um hopeful sounding ideal <laughs> so that's and so that was in the late 70s and that was the first pride flag for any given sexuality. And then when did it did it morph into what we know today? Um, so like the version that we are most familiar with would have been like in late 79, 1980, when the color merging of the two different blue stripes and the pink was removed. And you just get that like traditional six stripe rainbow flag it has been pretty much unchanged since then. Um there is now, and this is much more modern and I don't have an exact date on it, but I would say the last few years would um, where you add the brown, the black and brown stripe, and that's to symbolize like inclusive gay pride. So not just white mm -hmm. people because Harvey Milk and Gilbert Baker were very white gay men. <laughs> um, and so <laughs> there has been a movement to kind of like make it more inclusive since then. And that's actually the version that we hang up at my bookstore. Um, and like several people when I was organizing our pride display last year were like, um, can you make sure to use the pride flag that has the black and brown stripe? And I was like, I wasn't born yesterday. <laughs> um, <laughs> please. Uh, no, but yeah, so that's definitely one that you're going to see more and more. But I think the standard rainbow one is still probably the most popular yeah i would say so um so you said something about like rainbows being associated with gay people before then mm -hmm. do you know that history only that it was like you know rainbows were seen as like a kind of like a feminine little girly type thing and but they're a part of nature and they're like beautiful and so the reclamation part was definitely like gay people being like Yes, we are like the rainbow. Mm -hmm. um, like, do you remember in do you remember in middle school where girls would be like, "Yeah, I am a bitch because a bitch is a female dog and dogs have bark 
and barks are part of trees and trees are part of nature and nature is beautiful. Like, do you remember that? Unfortunately. I think it was a little bit like that, but better. (laughs) (laughs) But like way better. Like similar similar attempt was made, but executed with far more poise. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. So the ace flag actually has a very short history. It was actually fairly new. I'm surprised we didn't talk about this on our ace in a decade or asexual decade review. Yeah, that was a flop on our part. (laughs) I know. We should have. I think it was on our list and we somehow glossed right over it. Yeah, whoops. But um, so the information I'm getting is mostly from asexualagenda.wordpress.com. Um, and it's an article titled The Ace Flag of History and Celebration by Ziggy at S-I-G-G-Y. It's like that one mm-hmm. Iggy Azalea song. Oh. I-G-G-Y. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, so <laughs> this is where I'm getting most of my information from. So I will leave this resource linked down below as well as any resources Alex has about gay pride flag creation. I'll talk about that um that picture book. <laughs> that yeah. I read. Yes, please. Um but Siggy um they were actually like part of the movement. Like they were around in the ace community when this was happening, so they had a first-hand history of it. So all my information is from their perspective. So the asexual flag was only created in 2010. So that's fairly recently. That's only the last 10 years. Um, And when I realized it was 10 years, I got really sad because that means I'm old. And (laughs) 2010 was 10 years ago. I had that exact same. So my birthday was earlier this week. Context. Um, And for my birthday post, one of my friends who I've known since middle school made a post about how we've been friends for however long and it was like a double digit number and i was like oof (laughs) (laughs) a mood Mm. you're 22 now did you play the taylor swift song i didn't play it but i did post on my instagram story feeling 22 so back in 2010 avon um was a very popular website and probably the most popular website for asexuality and resources i would say that even continues to today, really. AVEN stands for the Asexual Visibility and Education Network, and their website is asexuality.org. They're very well known within the community. Um, So one of the first known symbols of asexuality was actually their triangle, their logo. Mm -hmm. Um, So the triangle was a was inspired by this old model of asexuality where it's so if you're unfamiliar with the avon logo it's a triangle and it's a gradient from white to black with a purple outline so the ace flag colors basically um and so the white part represents heterosexual to homosexual spectrum so basically allosexual people while the black represents asexuality and all those shades of gray are the spectrum Hmm. yeah isn't that isn't that yeah, fun? Very woke. So, um, so that was the f- first kind of major symbol people associated with asexuality. There's also been a lot of symbols that still continue to today. Um, for example, ace 
playing cards, especially the spade is very popular. Oh, yeah. For... I'm picking up a lot of ambient sounds and it's fucking creepy. Yeah, I got that. Who was that? I think it was people just passing by my apartment. (laughs) (laughs) But because the... uh, I'm going to leave that audio in. Because this microphone is set up, I'm like literally like three feet away from the window, which people walk by. Uh, It... But it sounds when it comes through my microphone, it goes in my headphones, and so it sounds like it's coming from behind me. No, and it's really fucking creepy, especially I because like I that. thought I had a ghost. Um, so today, in Adventures for Michaela, sorry for this brief detour. It's okay, I'm um, loving it. <laughs> uh, I took a shower this morning. With my it was my first night in this apartment officially yesterday. So I took a shower this morning and I had my fan on and I left the lights on when I got out. I left the lights on, but I turned the fan off and I left the door open. And I know that I turned the fan off because I left the lights on purposefully. Then later, I am making myself breakfast in the kitchen and I hear the fan go on and I thought, oh, okay, so it's probably just the neighbors. Like, that's good to know that the walls are that thin and then I go in to check to make sure it's the neighbors and it wasn't it was my (laughs) fan and the the switch was turned up so I was like cool and then I (laughs) introduced myself I was like hey ghosts my name's Michaela don't mess with me (laughs) I don't like it thank you beautiful yes anyway other other uh, um so we were talking about asexual symbols. So the playing card with the spade, usually ace spades, um, the capital A, the black ring. Most people wear on their middle fingers, I think. But Yeah, I had ring- never heard of this one until you told me about it a little while ago. Yeah. Um, uh, the, the thing is, black rings are becoming trendy with wedding bands. And so now I see <sighs> a lot of black rings and I'm like, are you asexual or are you just married um so yeah. i think that's why they wear it on the middle <laughs> finger instead of the ring finger but mm-hmm. i don't know um there was also a lot of purple in the symbolism because avon site design is purple right right i guess that makes um, sense it's like a very obvious answer but <laughs> it also yes. makes sense <laughs> so an asexual flag was first suggested in may of 2009 um as far as this information knows, but there was a poll in December, 2009. Um, but it didn't get a lot of traction. There are very few candidates who entered, um, most of the designs. I have two designs and I'll find a way to post them so people can see it's probably going to be on our Twitter. So if you want to look at a space podcast on Twitter, you can see these photos. It's basically just a spade upside down with two thick lines outlining the borders so just two vertical lines and then the spade is in a black circle and there's a purple design and a gray design um this was just one example but this is the only one i have but you can see that there's still some of that symbolism so we have the black ring we have the spades and we have the purple already being introduced into early designs Mm -hmm. um but but like I said, it didn't go anywhere. It didn't get a lot of traction. So in July of 2010, on um, even, there was a renewed effort 
and this expanded multiple threads. And then there were three stages of polling. And then in August of 2010 is when the official ACE flag that we know of and know as the ACE flag was finalized. Hell yeah. So actually something interesting about this design is the color scheme. It was actually like decided before they did the designs what the color scheme was going to be. And those colors are black, gray, purple, and white. So they do represent some things. So the white, again, stands for allosexual. Um, The gray is the uh, spectrum. And then the black is asexual. And purple is supposed to symbolize community because of even being like the primary community back then and the strong association with purple and even that is where the natural bridge happened and why we have purple in our I actually today. I love that because it's such a it's funny because it really makes you feel like piece of living history like I have been aware of Avon probably not since 2010 but since around then you know um and like most of my adolescence I was like it le- like not necessarily keeping up with them, but aware that, you know, like ace.com, like all these resources existed. Mm-hmm. Um, and I knew like what the ace pride flag was, but to know that it came from Avon, which is like in our lifetimes, the first real mm-hmm. resource for asexuality to think about how like, you know, a hundred years from now, Avon may not still be up and running. We may not know, you know, what educational resources are going to look like by then, like, you know, at the, with the way technology is evolving and everything. Um, but we will, like, people will know the history of the actual pride flag, assuming there are still people around 100 years from now. Um, right. And it'll be like, oh, yeah, back in 2010, there was this organization and the colors were pulled from its very familiar iconography. And that's just like such a cool thing to be able to say happened like right in front of you. It is. I think it's cool. So actually, um, the current flag, I guess, is under some mild controversy because it does have white for allosexuals and people say that it shouldn't represent allosexual people because it's an ace pride flag. Sort of like when people say A stands for ally, which it fucking doesn't. Mm -hmm. Um, And I also really enjoyed learning this history because... I feel like I, before learning this history, didn't like the color scheme. And the reason I don't like the color scheme or didn't before I learned, like, the reasons for the color scheme. All of these colors are traditionally attributed to... Goths. Death. Yeah, death and (laughs) goth. Yes, I was trying... I was leading to goth. So, goth (laughs) colors... The reason why... Um, goth people only use purple for the most part. I mean, there's so many different segments, but They'll like traditionally, they're a little more like hardcore. Yeah, traditionally in like traditional goth fashion, it's black. It's not even really white or gray, but it's black and purple. And the reason why they use purple as a color is because it's the darkest color, mm-hmm. and it is the closest to black and it's representative of death. Like uh, this is reading a lot into things, but I was a communications major and this is one of my things <laughs> is like seeing images and then reading into it. Like that's mm-hmm. what I studied. So 
when you see these colors, the first sort of impression you get is lifelessness. Mm-hmm. Uh, and maybe that varies from culture to culture, but definitely for Americans, they see that and they think there's no life here. It's kind of inhuman. Like, so I think that it's, it's a little dreary too. Like, it's a feeling of yeah. kind of like desolation and. Exactly. So that association for me always had, I had a problem with it because asexual people are already have this stereotype of being like cold, of being um, subhuman, of being dead inside, you know, like they, mm-hmm. they already have these stereotypes that they're like not fully alive. I think it is definitely the most unwelcoming of the pride flags. <laughs> um I remember being a teenager and seeing it for the first time and thinking it was the coolest one, but that's because I was like a goth little <laughs> shit. Um, yeah. But I do, th- you know, like you think of like the gay pride flag, the pan pride flag, pride pride, pride, pride the, <laughs> the bi pride flag. Um, they're also pretty. Like, and they're colorful. also pretty. <laughs> but there are more now that use black, like the um, non binary one. And actually, the agender flag is i think a little less friendly looking than the asexual flag because it's like black and green and that just makes me think of slytherin yeah <laughs> i mean i like the history behind this and i think it makes sense and i i, I like the flag more now that i know mm-hmm. the history behind it but that initial association with i just felt like it had a weird association with death and i feel like that red weird because of existing stereotypes um yeah there's so many flags out there like the trans flag is my favorite flag i think it's so pretty pretty i love pastel (laughs) colors so i'm biased but it's like so welcoming and like it feels like something you can i don't know like wrap around yourself i know this is all very metaphorical and i know i might be losing people I know. No, I'm with you. Well, I we're actually, we're so, both humanities majors. So like that's true. That's very true. Not everyone's live, like us. We live in metaphors. <laughs> um, I was thinking though, I mean, okay, first of all, I will just say off the bat, the idea of like getting rid of the white stripe because we don't want it to represent allosexuality. I think that's a little dumb because the reason that it's like white, gray, and black is to show a spectrum. <laughs> so right. like and if it's just gray and black, it loses that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like the idea of keeping all of the colors to, you know, because you can, be, you can, you can be like allosexual, aromantic and still want to, there is an aromantic pride flag now, but like my mm-hmm. point it's is, green. you know, you can, right, but you can have, maybe that's the one I was thinking of, maybe the agender flag is different. Anyway, um, <laughs> there's like, <laughs> this is going to be, I'm going to get canceled. There's like too many pride flags now, I can't keep them straight in my mind, but I'm glad that they all exist. No, the agender um, one also has black. So it's okay. Agender is cool. black, um, gray, white, and then green in the middle, and then it repeats. Oh, that is the one I was thinking of. And then cool. um, aromantic is um, dark green, light green, white, gray, black. Okay. Yeah. No, I was thinking of the agender one before when I said that. So I'm proud of myself for knowing. Um, the non-binary flag I love because it's got black, purple, white, and yellow. And I just, I don't know. I vibe with those colors. I'm like, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Correct. Um, no, but I think that, like, if we were theoretically to rebrand the Ace Pride flag, maybe making the purple, like, a more pastel purple and maybe 
alternating white out for something a little more representative of like I don't know or maybe even rebranding white for like the way we think of white as kind of like an empty space it could be sort of like a like the non-conventional way that asexual people are like content to be alone ideally Mm -hmm. you know not always but like that idea of like alone space or maybe even replacing it with like I don't know maybe we could replace the white with the with a pastel color and then keep the dark purple and then it's just like it looks a little more whimsical yeah if we were to redesign, so that would be your redesign of the Slack. If we were to redesign, I don't know if it. that would be my final redesign, but that would be like my I opened Illustrator and that was the first thing <laughs> I did. Design. Yeah, um, I, I'm trying to think what I would do for it. I really like how the aromantic flag kind of has this gradient, even with the color. Mm-hmm. So I think if we kept the dark purple of Avon and then did like a lavender very light purple and then did the white the gray i don't know there's just i like the well now i'm thinking in the original in the original gilbert baker eight color pride flag pink was representative of sexuality and so maybe like a light pink into the dark purple gradient like Mm -hmm. black to gray to light pink to purple i kind of like that yeah i just I, I really like pastel colors, <laughs> so I want a really pastel flag, <laughs> but it's hard to do when one of the primary colors is What is the demi flag? Black. I know um, that there is there have been like rough sketches of what a demi flag would look yeah, like, but I don't. Yeah, so there, there are um, flags for the sub-identities of asexuality, but they all use the asexual colors. So the demisexual flag is a triangle on one side, like on the, on the left side, there's a black mm-hmm. triangle. And then in the middle, there is a purple stripe, and the top is white, and the bottom is gray. Oh, I like that because it's kind of like, you know how the American flag has the same colors as the UK flag to symbolize how we're, like, of them but not them? Mm -hmm. And a lot of countries will do that if they've been colonized to, like, keep the colors but change the overall format. Yeah. Um, I kind of, I don't know, I like that because it's an acknowledgement of where, at least in the case of the United States, a majority of our culture came from. Like, we were a very European group of people. Yeah. (laughs) And so to say, like, we're making our own name for ourselves over here. We're going to acknowledge that we are the colonizers and keep their color scheme. (laughs) Like, I don't know. Nice and easy for us people studying them to be like, "Uh aha, see what you did. Yeah. There's like a lot of um, like sub um, asexual flags. Some of them follow the um, East color flag. Some of them don't. Actually, if you look at copiosexuals flag, um, I can I show you. That. <laughs> I will just send you this link. Um, okay. It's actually very pretty. It's very similar to what we were just describing here. It's like pastel and um. There's no black in it. That's interesting. It's so soft. That yeah, it is cute. I just like soft things. I'm sorry. It's probably an unpopular opinion, but um so yeah, that is the history of the Ace Pride flag and the gay pride flag. Is there anything you want to say? We did get a very nice email that was like, I love it when you guys talk about your personal experience. <laughs> so now the pressure is on to be like, what did I do that was asexual today? 
Oh, I got a very asexual tattoo. Oh, yeah. Not today. A couple days ago. Um, I got a t- <laughs> What if I start a revolution? What if I'm like, this is my tattoo I got because I'm ace, and then all the ace people in the world are like, we're going to do the same thing. And then like <laughs> I mean, years and years life. from now. Yeah. What? <laughs> I said, live your okay. best life. So I got the Latin phrase, noli me tangere, which is spelled N-O-L-I space M-E space T-A-N-G-E-R-E. Um, and it means touch me not. <laughs> um, and it's like a famous Latin phrase. And actually the original context it was used in was like some poem. And it was like, uh, noli me tangere Caesarum, which basically meant like, touch me not for Caesars I am and it was like Caesar would stamp his slaves with that like his concubine women um, which sucked it was like touch me not because I belong to someone else but I put it on myself because I belong to me Um, (laughs) and I just really like that phrase I like the idea of of like the irreverent nature of being like no don't touch me I am my own person you can touch me if I say you can Mm -hmm. um and for anyone wondering at home, the Latin, fl- the Latin phrase for touch me is vole me tangere, V-O-L-I instead of N-O-L-I. In case they just want to flip it on its head. Yeah, basically. So okay. like the Latin, well, quick little Latin lesson, um, the <laughs> the noli it is not. So it like negates the phrase. Woli is like compelling. It's like, it's technically, like if you were to translate it directly, it would be like, I want or I wish. So it would be like, I want you to touch me or like, like, I wish you would touch me kind of, but mm-hmm. it basically is just like compelling you to do something and Noli is the opposite. It's compelling you not to do something. And this has been Latin with Alex. I took one semester. <laughs> Our new sub podcast, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> um, I didn't do anything special. Um, I, I'm just living. Um, so anyway, we hope you enjoyed this podcast. Thanks for listening and hanging out with us for this half hour or so. If you want to follow us on social media, you can find the podcast at A Space Podcast on Twitter, or you can follow me at Makila Tweeting, M-I-K-A-Y-L-A Tweeting. And you can find me at I-X-A-B-E, A-I-E-X-A-B-E. Um, it looks like Alex because the I is capital. <laughs> you can also send us an email at aspacepod at gmail.com. Um, you can leave us a like and review on iTunes, whatever that you That would feel be fantastic. Like. You can um, share oh. it with their friends. I don't know. Whatever you want to do. Also, if you have characters you would like us to, to mm. I don't know how to, I was going to say sexually analyze, but that's. <laughs> That's not what we're doing. <laughs> if you want us to judge your characters on whether they're asexual or not, if you have yep, asexual headcanons, send them our way. We know like popular ones are like Katniss Everdeen or I don't like know. The Good Omens people. Yeah. Anyone you want us to rule about, send it our way. You can do it in Gmail, um, tweet at us. Use hashtag aspacepod. Like, literally, we'll find it. We'll find it. We'll find it. <laughs> We're obsessed with ourselves. We'll find it. We we have a sixth sense. It's fine. We'll find <laughs> it. Um, I think that's everything. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. All, right. all so <laughs> Thank much you. Again, for listening. And we will see you next time. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.